If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time for you to get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit. A game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right, cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. You will drain it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is Mayim Bialik. Fans of the singer. Fans of the singer for 2000. Hooligans. Bruno Mars. <laughs> Perfect silence. You couldn't write better silence than that. We didn't know it either. I remember when we found out, we were like, who's calling them that? I was totally waiting for Betty Who. Well, it's spelled hooligans with an H. With so an we knew H. it wasn't us. We don't spell Why are it like they that. called hooligans? I don't know. I always think Bruno Mars fans are just called like my parents. Your parents. You know? <laughs> Kate Drees. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Shout out to Kate. So I'm going to leave that in there. <laughs> she Sorry, just loves Kate. Bruno Mars. She loves Bruno Mars. Oh, Kate loves Bruno uh, Mars. She's a member of the Hooligans. Oh, that's what he calls his band. But he also calls his fans that. They wouldn't have it on Jeopardy. Because we also looked this up at one point. It was somehow also. And they're called the Hooligans. Okay. Yeah. Spreading the love, he extended the Hooligan name to his fans who wear the title like a badge of honor. And his website is Welcome to the Official Hooligans Fan Club. <laughs> oh, I, I really don't know anything about Bruno Mars. I would have loved to have run down that category. I wish there was more clips. Don't they have old... Uh, wait, let's... Let, wait. Jeopardy episodes. Yeah, why don't you test me on that category and see if I know them. Maya. Hands of the singer, 1600. BTS has its army and she has her navy. Who is Rihanna? No one got it? That would be Rihanna. Oh, okay. No one got it? Hands of the singer, 1200. Livies. L-I-V-I-E-S. Olivia Rodrigo? Jackson. Who is Olivia Rodrigo? That's yes. Fans of the Singer 800. That's an awful fan name. Shirios. Oh, Ed, that's Ed Sheeran. That's Ed Sheeran. Justin. Who's Ed Sheeran? Yes. Fans 400. Beliebers. Bieber, Justin Bieber. Justin. Yeah, well, Who is Justin Bieber? Yes. <laughs> Everyone on this episode looks under 25. Bieber? I think that explains Rihanna. Rihanna's a millennial queen, not a Gen Z queen. That's just crazy. You don't know the Navy. Oh, my God. We were in the Navy 10 years ago. I don't think that they're in the Navy. <laughs> they flopped on Bruno Mars, Rihanna, and then they got the rest. They flopped on our peers. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's the one Jeopardy category I could actually get. So I guess we found it. I got the, I swept boop, boop, boop. it. Boop, boop, boop. Okay, you are listening to Who's There, our weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. Let's start with comments. Boop, boop, boop. Boop, boop, boop. Um, regarding the Michael Darby suing Candace Dillard situation, so I know that to sort of alleviate some of this concern, Bravo has a clause in their contract that housewives can't sue other housewives. Um, and I think this stemmed from when... Joanna Krupa from the Real Houses of Miami tried to sue or did sue um, Brandy Glanville for saying that 
um, her private parts smelled bad. Um, Brandy claimed that Joanna's privates uh, smelled bad. <laughs> and um, obviously that's a disgusting thing to say about someone, but her suing her, I think, was part of the reason that now it is a clause that housewives cannot sue other housewives for things that they say on the show. Um, and so I wonder if this just doesn't extend to husbands. So I just thought that was interesting and kind of goes to show that they are taking into account that, you know, these shows sort of rely on slanderous topics of conversation and they can't really continue if every single rumor that you bring up is shut down um, or have a slap suit or something. So I just thought that was interesting. Um, and obviously I could Google if the husbands have such a clause, but I have it because I'm driving. Okay, French French. This is like the Bethany clause. Like we're, it's the Bethany you know, clause. I didn't know about uh, this. We're progressing. We're learning. Bravo is learning. It's lawyers are learning and listening saying, and learning. We can't have a good show if these women are scared of getting sued by each other. Also, again, the other issue is they have money. I mean, it's just it's like it's a free for all. You know, they could keep each other wrapped up in court for years, and that's not doesn't make for a good show. And I can't find any evidence that the lawsuit extends to husbands. But based on the lawsuits that are happening between husbands, I assume that it doesn't. I don't think it does. I think that's another little loophole. Like, why would that be happening? <laughs> but you know? to be fair, like, these husbands are getting slandered left and right. <laughs> Moving on. We got a lot of calls about that. Moving on. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. I am calling because of the Vanderpump Rules drama. And I guess I'm just calling because... It just it's reminding me so much of the Try Guys Ned uh drama and that cheating scandal and but this one is like I think it's almost bigger. It's like every single day there's a new statement, there's you know, new information and there's like really milking this in the best way ever. So I guess my question is between the two, um, has the Vanderpump drama surpassed the Try Guys drama? Um, I know that in proximity this is the newest news, but I just think like long term, do we think that this is going to stick in as sort of like uh, the biggest cheating scandal? Um, maybe this will win the Humi for biggest cheating scandal this year. But um, so my question is, is which one is uh, more Hui or more Zinni? And yeah, like I guess you know, will this make some of these Vanderpump people a little bit more Hui? Um, I think most are not, but, you know, like, you know, will this, will Tom now, I think I'm just seeing like a lot of people outside of my circle who don't watch the show. They now know all about it. Um, So it seems to be rising to that level. Anyway, pork and sorkin. I think this is an interesting question that this caller is posing because it's like, the Try Guys thing that we really stuck on was how kind of everywhere it was, even though we felt like, who the fuck even like knows and cares about these guys? But they're mm-hmm. like they're the silent the silent majority or whatever that we didn't know about mm-hmm. or something. Maybe it was a silent. Maybe it was loud minority that mm-hmm. that w- was very interested in the story. That being said, the Try Guys story had 
Well, I guess they both had a really big institutional history. That's actually what is really interesting is both had all Mm -hmm. this media that you could go back to, you could refer to. A lot of them had a lot of different characters. I would argue Vanderpump Rules has a little bit more characters. I mean, you're getting every lady who lives, you know, east of Melrose is like getting (laughs) involved in speaking their piece about Tom and Uh Ariana. I'm serious. It's like, oh, Ariana and I have been friends for decades and like, you know, tweeting some crazy thing. The guy with the back of his head, he was like, I was in this photo and she was taunting that. Oh, I saw that. Like every person was, you know, it it just feels like there's a lot of players, you know, like if this was Mm -hmm. a play, there'd be a lot of players. There's a lot of, everyone's on stage right now and you're like, Mm -hmm. get the fuck off stage. But, and the Try Guys felt like a little bit more buttoned up. I will say the difference is, is that this is a TV show that they're creating and the Try Guys had a grasp on their own creation. So they said, we're going to do like two videos about this and then we're just going to move on as if it never happened. And it kind of died mm-hmm. away. Like, do we ever talk about that anymore? We No. Drama isn't their business. Drama is VPR's business. And exactly. they've, they've been in a drama drought. So to them, they loved having a bumper crop. People did accuse the Try Guys of kind of soaking, the, you know, making this bigger because it was better for business but you really could make the argument that it's not that good for business in the long run i think the vanderpump rules you could argue is better for business than the try guys one it almost feels more like a snake eating its own tail which obviously the tabloids will love more than the try guys thing because they'll get more of a long lead from it i also Mm -hmm. think it's like just really hard to underestimate the power of bravo it's almost bravo versus youtube what's more what has a bigger kind of engaged audience That's my question. It's hard to sort of speculate on actual viewership numbers for any of these things anymore. But my assumption is that Bravo has a larger fan infrastructure and like separate fandom economy. So it's like there are more people making money off of talking about Bravo and more people talking about Bravo behind the scenes than I think exists in the Try Guys fandom. That is true. You know what I mean? Yes, that is true. But I think that both of these things had like CNN stories surprised a lot of people. Yeah, Bravo is more of like a powerful ecosystem, I think. Because also, it's more likely that you're part of the Bravo world and watching Vanderpoop. Vanderpoop. <laughs> it's more likely. It's more likely. It's more likely that you're part of the the Bravo world and watching Vanderpump than it is you're part of the YouTube world and watching Try Guys because while Try mm-hmm. Guys is a big piece of the YouTube world, YouTube is much bigger than Bravo in terms of content. So, like mm-hmm. I would argue, like I'm on YouTube, but I don't watch the Try Guys. Like I, there's plenty of other things yeah. that I'm engaged mm-hmm. in in YouTube. They're not one mm-hmm. of them. Bravo because there's only so many offerings. There is a lot of offerings, but there's only so many. It's just more likely that you watch Housewives and you watch Vanderpump too. You just kind of keep watching them. They kind of yeah. just all stick to you. So I I, yeah. I guess that would be my other argument. But it, it is interesting because it's about coworker fucking your coworker, which is really what we're talking about here. Yeah. And same that's same idea. On both of these. Right. We don't even know, did the try guy and the girly that he cheated on stay together? Like that all just went away so fast that it's like I don't know and I don't care. Right. I'm very Tommy right. Lee Jones. I don't care about any of that. But this I'm going to follow till the ends of the earth because one, I was watching the show, but also because I'm going to get so much. You might even watch it because you now know that. I might be watch this. the season. I won't right. watch. I won't catch up on 190 episodes, but I I could easily see myself just throwing myself into the deep end and seeing what happens, you know? Right. Right. I'll miss a lot of context, but I feel like these shows. You will. Are well made. To the point that, like, they're pretty engaging even to someone who doesn't know anything that's going on, you know? Like, they're still designed for a linear cable audience where people are flipping through the channels and and looking for things that will stop them in their tracks. But I also think if these 
producers are smart, which they are, they've done this for years and years and they've made great shows, they will kind of almost make this as an entry point or they'll try. They'll try to make this as an entry point because they'll know that people are now engaging and maybe wanting to, or maybe curious and not wanting to go back and watch 45,000 episodes of Vanderpump Rules. Or speaking of YouTube, I'll find a YouTuber that's like, everything you need to know about 190 episodes of Vanderpump Rules in 15 minutes. You know, like, I'm Um, sure that exists. Yeah, you should, speaking of YouTube, and that's what YouTube is for. I'm sure that exists. Oh, did you see, did you watch the VIP list girlies TikTok that I sent you yesterday? I forgot, I forgot, I forgot. I'm sorry. Just, just listen. It was kind of iconic. It was about an actual, like, really expensive restaurant, and their bill was $1,500, and they hated every (laughs) second of it. Okay, wait, do it. Caviar Caspia is a joke. No, seriously, we must have been punked. Ashton Kutcher, it's time to come out, because I know they didn't actually feel comfortable hitting us with Wonder Bread toast before we dropped $1,500 on dinner. And that was just the beginning. How are you going to call yourself Caviar Caspia and serve this as the accoutrement spread? I could have done better with a shopping trip to Walmart. Oh, and this was the worst Royal Ocetra I've ever had. Every app was bad, the pasta was overcooked, and the only redeeming quality was this fucking potato. It doesn't even feel luxurious. How does this place have so much hype? It's giving nothing but scam. Go cry about it. It's crazy that, like, the VIP girls are the only, like, untarnished resource that we have. Like, how do they have integrity? (laughs) (laughs) They have so much integrity. I'm just saying, I just saw fucking Seth Rogen be like, oh, movie critics, like, make us sad. It's like, oh, I I liked you. Give me a fucking break. Like, I love Seth Rogen. I know people who never recovered from a bad review. you. Like, (laughs) shut up. Like, the fucking VIP girls would eat you alive if they were watching your movies, which they're not. Because they don't watch your fucking movies. They're too busy eating $1,500 caviar. And they're hating every bite of it. And they're fucking being like, this is disgusting. They called it, they said, Wonder Bread? What did they call the toast? Wonder Bread Toast? Hitting us with Wonder Bread Toast? Well, also what's funny about them that I love is like, if anyone's, if every, I am not qualified to judge a restaurant like that. Why? Because I don't normally eat caviar and I don't (laughs) normally know what comes with caviar service or what should be included or whatever. I don't know what things Mm. cost. I don't, in that world, they unfortunately are very aware of that. So if anyone (laughs) is qualified to tell me that this restaurant is shit, it's these two girls that like have had caviar at every restaurant. Uh, I'm all also so confused by their age because I know they, they could be 42 and they could be 21. It's crazy. They talk about like the ebbs and flows of the industry and like and particular <laughs> restaurants as though they've been going there for like several decades. <laughs> yeah. And it reminds me of the scene, and I'm sure you're familiar with this, of the scene in Enough Said where um, <laughs> Bono's daughter Eve Hewson is. <laughs> Talking to Julie Louis-Dreyfus and she's about to go to college and Julie Louis-Dreyfus says that her daughter's about to go to Sarah Lawrence and the like 18-year-old girly goes, I've heard Sarah Lawrence has gone way downhill or something like that. And Julie <laughs> Louis-Dreyfus is just like, what? <laughs> like, where are you yeah, getting yeah, this yeah, from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole time the VIP list girlies were in Miami, they yeah, would go to like, restaurants and be like, this, is this like, has gone this downhill. Is... Right. They'll be like, Spago was never. And it's like, you were not born. <laughs> what are you talking just... about? But again, I believe him. I saw that TikTok and I said, well, I'm not going to Caviar Caspia. <laughs> Why would I go there? <laughs> Sorry for that tangent, but it really Okay, came thank up. you for bringing them up. Thank you for bringing them up. Thank you for bringing them up. I just love their voices. Here's another comment. 
Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timoney, uh, long-time listener, medium-time caller. Uh, here to tell you that I was blind on Slime Time Live as a young child in the 90s, and my first thought upon getting slimed was applesauce. The whole thing is applesauce. At least that was the slime in 1999. Um, happy to be your slime reporter. I have a colleague who's at a Nickelodeon park right now, and I think she got slimed yesterday, so I can call back tomorrow when I talk to her. Um, crunch, crunch. Angry. Bye. I was also slimed as a child. You were? Yeah. To me, it was more like vanilla pudding. Where were you slimed? You know, like Universal Studio. No. Yeah. Yeah. Universal Studios. You could do like a slime. You could like be slimed or whatever. What do you do? How do you clean up after that? You don't. They like. Do you just walk around slimed? No. You. They like put you in a little jumpsuit or whatever. Oh, they give you like a like a parka or something. They give you a poncho. There was a picture of it. Yeah, but I couldn't tell what was in the slime, and we you don't get slime without getting a picture. Like the point of getting slime is to get a photo of yourself. Well, I don't know slime. where that photo is. Blame my mom. She didn't take uh, a photo. Mm. <laughs> Your mom being like, "What's in this slime? <laughs> is this slime gluten free? <laughs> is this slime gluten free?" Um, <laughs> okay, next okay. call. <laughs> next call. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Um, so I just logged into Instagram and quite frankly screamed um, <laughs> because Megan Fahey from White Lotus Bull Type is posted a video with Vogue tags and I was like, wow, she got Vogue, she got the big account. And then I realized it's because someone is designing a dress for her based on the way a Nissan car looks. I... <laughs> I mean, this is a truly exquisite content. <laughs> Sorry, I think it's so funny. Um, I think this is going to, like, take out Chloe Feynman in her Instacart dress. Like, this car dress with the Emmys on someone who's... <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to TV show. But truly, I think the best part about all of this is that if you go to the comment section of her post, like, announcing this designer collaboration like all of the comments are like we're so happy for your success like i just think everyone in hollywood like loves her basically it's just like you get that money girl <laughs> like they all just seem so happy for her like someone commented like looks like a great car will look even better on you like <laughs> just like unhinged support for something that is ridiculous oh my goodness i'm so excited for the rest of the award season if this is what we have coming for us oh man crunch 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 you love this I'm call i'm obsessed with this caller You're this caller is so time. good i'm like literally in tears this caller made me laugh so much when when the caller referred to these instagram comments as unhinged support i like lost my mind it really is it really is to what support it is. your favorite oh God, girly like making a dress that looks like a car or whatever <laughs> And also what's really funny is Sandy Liang, who's the designer she worked with, is also like a fan fave. I love her. We love Sandy. I've never heard of her. We love Megan. Her. Oh, yeah. And then when I when I Googled Sandy Liang, I was like, oh, I she know rules. this. I yeah. know this woman. I know her look. She makes the amazing um, jackets. Estelle has one that's like their- The um, fleece. Yeah, they're gorgeous. Yes, like, I've asked Estelle about fleece. that jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like one of the people who brought fleece back, but not everything is fleece. She's like a very trendy, cool designer. Uh So this is the best outcome for any sort of like remotely embarrassing thing that you know you're going to do. To have enough Mm -hmm. goodwill that your fans and stands in the comments are like, 
Nice. <laughs> you go, girl. Make that dress. It's a car. It's also a dress. It's a dress. Sandy Ling like made you a dress that looks like a car, a Nissan. And you have to and you wear it. it? Iconic. Wow. You're in Vogue, sort of, but really it's presented by Vogue, and the bigger logo is of Nissan. But that still counts. We stand. Slay, mama. It's just a dress. Also, it's a little black dress that happens to have a copper undertone because the specific Nissan all-electric Aria that she's posing next to is copper. To be fair, I never ever want car companies to stop doing shit like this this is where your money should be going you should be paying a designer to make a dress that looks like a car i don't <laughs> do not change your strategy this is incredible i'm gonna buy the car in a minute don't let it don't let this deter you do you know what i mean i don't want our laws at the all-new electric nissan aria to deter them from doing the stupidest money pouring money into this bullshit you know what i mean because this is what yeah. makes it fun this is what makes yeah. life fun and also, this is what makes it fun for the people who work there. Like, car companies have so much money. It's just crazy how much money car companies spend on advertising. So they're paying Vogue to do, like, content around it. They're paying Megan Fahey to wear it. And they're paying, they're paying Sandy Liang Sandy to design Liang. it. So we're talking about, like, a real brand extension that invo- that gets everyone involved. And you know what? They should yeah. be paying us to talk about it, which they're not, by the way. They're not. But they're also they're paying an ad agency to be like, to design, come up with a good idea and, right. and give us a list of names. And you know, and I know Conde this alive. is how it works, because yeah. it's like you give your dream list of people to call. And like there was someone in that room who was like, I just really fucking love Megan Fahey and I'd love to give her a check like this. I'm going to put her on the list. There's no guarantee that they'll say yes or that the client will say yes. Well, also, she's gorgeous and she's of the moment. And Vogue probably said, oh, Sandy is an up and coming ish designer. And Let's we have get a nice relationship with her and, and Megan. Nissan said, we don't even we're not even in the, involved in the conversation anymore. <laughs> just make sure the dress looks like the car. <laughs> And it doesn't. You're right. It's just a plain dress. It's a it's black just a dress. dress. And then it has the lining or there's a reverse side of the black dress that is the same color as the Nissan all-electric Aria. Spelled A-R-I-Y-A. <laughs> Stop saying the full name of the car. Oh, you spelled it too. Absolutely love this dress inspired by the all-new, all-electric Nissan Aria. I'm, this is Megan Fahey's quote. Thank you, at Sandy Liang. Watch the full episode on Vogue.com. So I was like, find me the full episode on Vogue.com. The full episode. Guess how long that is, Lindsay? How long is it? I want you to guess before I reveal. The full episode of the content that is for the this. content because the instagram ad is teasing a full episode called making tomorrow okay it cannot be more than three minutes and 50 seconds no it cannot you know what it also cannot be longer than one minute and 32 seconds <laughs> that's how long this video is yeah and you know conde Studios said we'll be taking a million dollars for this thank you <laughs> and that's why we have vogue magazine so enjoy it because that's why we have yes it. please hope you like please. reading it because that's it all right. Thank you to Nissan Aria. Okay. I'm Which car read two would you, paragraphs. if you had to dress like a car, what car would you dress like? If I had to dress like a car, I want to dress like a like 1995 Jeep Cherokee, not a Grand Cherokee, right. a totally. Jeep Cherokee. Totally, totally. Boxy top, boxy shorts. I would a boxy top. I would <laughs> want to dress like my recently crashed. Well, two years ago now, almost oh, recently crashed two, uh, 2012 Rav Four. 
Kirby drove your car iconically in Scream 4. It is Kirby's car in Scream 4. The dream is one day me and a RAV4 that I like will be reunited again. For now, I'm driving something different, you know, but uh, mm -hmm. I would have liked to dress like that when I owned it. And I probably dressed like it all the time. Didn't realize. How would you dress like a RAV4? It was kind of smooth. It was smooth. It wasn't It, it wasn't was like as boxy a silver. As... It was like a silver yeah, little little buggy and had a little fat ass on the back that was the uh, the, the, the tire. The tire. And I took off the tire cover and then promptly lost it. So it never was hidden. It was always exposed. So maybe like a thong peeking out of your pants like <laughs> virgin. <laughs> it always surprised me that you didn't put like a funny, silly thing on your tire cover. Uh, me too. I went on Etsy to like try and find one and I just like wasn't finding what I wanted. But I saw one recently that was Garfield and I was like, fuck, I would have totally done that if I still had my RAV4. Yeah. Yeah. It is a lot to have a vanity plate and a little freaking thing over the tire. You're like, ah, you know, you're like, that's so silly. No, I think cars, I think cars are silly in general. I think cars should be as silly as possible. I know. People are not silly enough with their cars too in our country. If you own a car, you need to be silly with it. It's ridiculous that cars, car culture is awful. Be silly. And I don't mean silly like, like, I mean, even if you take your car really seriously, like my street, we have a lot of like souped up weird shit stickers that are, that's silly too to me. You can be mm -hmm. silly and you could be silly and silly and really into it. I just don't want to see like a bare car with like nothing on it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I want to mm -hmm. see some silliness. I agree. Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for 50 bucks, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. You know what I recommend from Quince? I got a classic organic per sale duvet cover. I got it in, what color did I get it in? Sand? It's a mm -hmm. nice earthy, it's not white, but it's it's a nice off-white sand. It's great. That sounds amazing. It is amazing. I love it. It's very comfortable. Quince is very well known for their washable silk. I have a piece. I have a skirt, washable mm -hmm. silk skirt, and there's nothing like... Again, I know we keep saying washable silk, but there's really truly nothing like washable silk because silk is really hard to take care of, good silk. And you can wash quince silk. Mm -hmm. And the best part is that all quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to you. And quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices in premium fabrics and finishes. So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. Wow. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. As you know, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. When we announced our latest tour dates, I said, well, all I have to do is get these on the website. And that's going to take me literally 30 seconds. It's going to take me maybe shorter than this ad goes on to update our tour dates on the website and making it easy for everyone to go buy tickets to see us in London and Dublin. And we wouldn't have been able to do that without Squarespace. I know. And then when we added a new date, you said, Bobby, can you update the poster? And then I sent you the new poster. And then you just put it back on the Squarespace. Yeah. Because you can just I drag and drop. I uploaded it. It was incredible. And there it is. You can buy tickets right on our Squarespace. That's right. It's the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online, whether you're just starting or managing a growing brand. Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time all in one place, all in your terms. I know. 
we've got the contact form, which is used all the time. People always contact us through the Squarespace contact form, which we love. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to embed stuff, as we said. A feature that you love using when we're testing stuff out, which is like password protect pages if you're not ready to launch them. You love putting a password on a page and being like, check this, make sure it's okay. But it's very helpful. Yes, of course I have to do yeah. that for testing, for beta yeah. testing. It's very nice. Make sure it's right. You use it for beta testing, but you could also just like make pages private. If you don't want to like put every episode of like your secret podcast on your Squarespace, just put it behind the paywall. <laughs> oh my God. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash who, W-H-O, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Now that it's getting all cold, there's nothing like wrapping yourself up in your like blanket on your comfortable mattress. You really notice how comfortable a Helix mattress is in the winter. Well, because you're spending more time in your bed because it's cold. You're so cozy and you don't want to leave. I'm always checking the dock in bed. I mean, you're just like in bed, all cozy, look like type typing on the laptop, mm -hmm. doing fake work, reading a little mm -hmm. book. It's the only place to be, especially if you've got a Helix mattress. There's nothing like it. They have 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Elite Collection. They have a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers. They have mattresses for kids. And of course, you take the quiz to find out which mattress is right for you, and then it ships to your door free of charge. And if you don't like it, they have a 100-night trial and a 10 to 15-year warranty, so you can try it out and like return it if it doesn't work for you. I have the Midnight Lux, and it's so freaking comfortable. <laughs> and Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for hooligans. So go to helixsleep.com who and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix... Better sleep starts now. <laughs> so uh, Daily Mail posted some article about SK Twigs dating a mystery man and led with the caption, do you know SK Twigs is mystery man? Email tip at dailymail.com. SK Twigs saw this, screenshotted the tips and was like, I'm dating this man named Jordan Hemingway a beautiful artist whose face has restored her heart in love. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Whose heart has restored her faith in love. Fun. Uh, good for her. This is really funny. But who is Jordan Hemingway? She also posted a shirtless photo of him, which is like, you know, go off this. Quench, quench. Okay, this is great. This is a real, this is a real folding, the news folding back in on itself, in which Twigs, who... I understand how she probably thinks, like, why is there a big fuss about me? But if you kind of look at, like, her celebrity involvement, I, you know, there, Shia, it makes sense the that Shia there's a big history, fuss. Yeah, which is and, still and going on. she dated Rob Pattinson and she dated Maddie Healy. And I just, and she's a musician too, who's like, you know, not scandalous, but definitely like a provocateur in a mm -hmm. way in her own work. And she makes amazing music or whatever. And she's an actress and she's whatever, whatever. I get why she's bothered. I think she thinks, why Why do they care? It's like, oh, come on. Objectively, I understand. The thing about Twigs, though, is when Twigs is sort of like, I don't know why you care about this, I believe her. Like, I do, no, I do believe me. that I don't Twigs think isn't she's fucking fronting. with us by saying, why do you care about me? I'm a nobody. I think Twigs is like, I'm an artist. Why do people give a shit about this? I'm an artist. Why do people care about anything other than my art? And well, and that's what makes her continue to make good art. Right. So she posted a screenshot of what's really funny the original daily mail article that said do you know fk twix's mystery man because this is their standard they email do this all tips the time. at dailymail.com right um <clears throat> what's even funnier is um she said uh 
the whole of my career, I've been hunted for for whom I'm dating. So this time I'm pipping you. Oh, I'm pipping you to the point and taking control of the situation. His name is Jordan Hemingway, a beautiful artist. Yeah, the, the caller said this already. So she posted a screenshot of the tips email. Mm-hmm. And then what's even more amazing is Daily Mail was like, thank you so much, and just updated the entire article. And now it says, it went from saying, FK Twig stuns in tartan print cord as she leaves the Louis Vuitton Paris Fashion Week party with a mystery man, to FK Twig stuns in tartan print cord as she leaves the Louis Vuitton Paris Fashion Week party with new boyfriend Jordan Hemingway. <laughs> they added another one, FK Twig's Don's quirky pinstripe outfit as she steps out with new beau Jordan Hemingway after crediting him with restoring my faith and love. And the other thing they did was, they added one of the photos from Twigs's Instagram carousel of as like, because she said, as the caller said, Pat picks will always be rough, so swipe for the hot picks. And she included like a sexy photo of them in like red lighting, and then yeah, I love that. Just a photo of him without a shirt on, like posing sexually with like, abs out. Very like, sexy. Look, I'm dating a hunk. Like pubes. If if he had pubes, they'd be showing, you know. <laughs> but who is he? Another girly dating a photographer who she's worked with. He's not just a photographer. He's also like a film director. So because he does all yeah, these yeah, things, yeah. It his says, agency according to his... bio calls him. Yeah, it says, um, in New Jersey-born, London-based image... I love to be New Jersey-born, London-based. Image maker Jordan Hemingway's work, goths, fetishists, and... I can never say that word. And models unite in uncanny celebration of subculture, always bathing in his characteristically dark black, blue, and red tones. He makes fashion and documentary films and photos that push image-making beyond safe conventions, and it's all instinctive. And I mean, you scroll through his portfolio on his agency website, and it's like, yeah... I see why Twigs is into this aesthetic because this is at least Twigs adjacent, you know? Also, just this is like a hot guy she'd meet. Like, Mm -hmm. how do you meet people? Well, a hot guy takes my photo and works with me creatively and we fall in love because he is hot and I am hot. And we're both artists. He's also a goth DJ. Meet the Sissies of Mercy, fashion's favorite goth DJ duo in ID. Seeing a headline that includes the phrase fashion's favorite goth duo, I just have to yeah. be like, I'm taking your word for it. I can't. There's no way I can disprove that. Knows more than me about this, sure. right? Yeah, sure. They must be fashion's favorite goth DJ duo. It also just proves that like none of these girlies are dating just random guys that are seen kissing unless they come out and are like, my love of my life, Jordan Hemingway. A lot of relationship news today. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hi, Weekly. Um, I'm calling because I just found out that uh, 070 Shakes, I don't know if that's how you say it. I remember that you guys covered that person, but um, they're now dating Lily Rose Depp. Um, and I just don't know, I, I just don't know how that happened. Didn't know, I just don't know how that happened. Um, yeah, that's it. Crunch, crunch, women do belong in balloons. This is like a nice, like, two chaotic girlies coming together, one forgot she was queer the other like whole brand is queer you know and Mm -hmm. finding each other in the spotlight aka like the 12 people who care are very interested you know (laughs) it's funny because shake has been on again off again with kilani for a long time yeah yeah and and like as recently as in like kilani's latest profile i think they were still together and that was kind of a major part of the profile too sure i mean shake 
is an artist that is still pretty niche. Like, she's still most famous for her work with Kanye. With Kanye. I would argue. But also now kind of has a leg into, like, the L-word side of things. Meaning, like, Mm -hmm. you know, because of Kalani and just, like, you know, being hot or whatever. And Lily Rose Depp is, like a public figure in terms of her father but also in terms of like the upcoming being in the idol soon maybe she'll explode beyond us knowing her kind of just for being actress model johnny depp daughter you know what i mean i think just those things yeah but the question marks are like i couldn't name a thing she was in but if if the idol is as big as people say it's gonna be which who knows that'll be the thing that she's in that she yeah. that you could name or whatever. Also, is this not even confirmed? They just hang out. They came. They went to fashion Paris Fashion Week together. There were they photos posted a of lot them of selfies together. They kissed. Okay, so maybe. Yeah. Okay, well there you go. There's kissing and there's snuggling and there's like repeated instances. It's not even like like one photo of them kissing at a party. I don't even think I would think anything. But it's like that's sort of like why I brought up Kendall Jenner and Bad Bunny. It was like there was a vague blurry photo of them kissing and it seemed like it could have been like oh goodbye see you later smooch. But then it happened again and in a different place and publicly and more like seriously. In a public place? No, but you know, like it gets harder to deny these sorts of things. It's the same thing with Avril and Tyga, which we're going to talk about next. It's like, okay, now I guess it's undeniable. Lily Rose Depp and Shape are a couple and they made their couple dumb pretty explicit at Paris Fashion Week, which feels very intentional because of course there are going to be a lot of photos of Paris Fashion Week. I do think there's like a 15% chance that the idol flops in such a way where Lily Rose doesn't kind of use it to get off the ground in a more significant way. But Mm -hmm. in all likelihood, this show will kind of push her into being maybe known slightly separately than being Johnny Depp's daughter. It doesn't help that he was just in the news so much. Like, that is another thing. I think that people understand that, like, the 23-year-old daughter of Johnny Depp has nothing to do with Johnny Depp's, like, bullshit in the past. No, no, no. I don't think that that's what I mean. What I mean is just in terms of the the kind of association. Her last name is Depp. It's going to be a connection. The other thing is, this has a lot to do with the Avril Lavigne and Tyga thing too, but I'll say it here. The Lily Rose Depp and Shake Caller was like, how did this happen? How did they meet? And I think in the same or similar origin story to the Avril and Tyga thing, it's like, who else do these people know? I never really am desperate to know origin stories of how celebrities meet, especially when they're both like under 25 and cool and live in LA. Well, it's never (laughs) surprising when they're both already kind of famous. That's the problem. I mean, Lily, this, if anything, this kind of confirms that Lily Rose Depp was kind of running in queer circles if she met, Mm -hmm. you know, Shake somewhere and was like, oh, hey, that's the only thing that this maybe says. And like, I didn't know that she was queer. She gave an interview with Nylon many years ago, 2016, said she was queer well she was that's the whole thing she didn't say she was queer oh she said she, don't label me she was like i don't want to be labeled she said you don't time. know my alphabet she did she yes. pulled a little bit of lucas gauge yeah and again and i think that it was weird for that to even come out because she was like 16 or something at the right. time and it was like so what's you your alphabet and she was like i don't like labels yeah. and that is the extent of her discussion of her sexuality in the press and so like even since the shake stuff she hasn't talked about it but she has mostly dated men like she dated timmy shallow timothy she dated Chalmay. Butler. Yeah, yeah famously mm-hmm. so now she's dating shake it seems she's seemingly dating shake seemingly alert they kissed they kissed tiger and avril kissed please 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 talk about it it's giving hard lunch crunch crunch i have to say out of 
all of these these two well not I mean who I mean out of all of these people that we that we've seen kiss in this episode mm-hmm. this is like chaotic okay you know how Avril Lavigne was replaced by another woman <laughs> yeah remember that it's a different Melissa? Avril Lavigne. What was her name? Canadian. Melissa. <laughs> Wait, I actually don't remember what they thought. I her think name her was. name is Melissa. I think Avril. I think Avril Lavigne was replaced by a woman named Melissa. This is Melissa. This is Melissa. Wait, can you check the name? Actually? I'm going. I'm on the Wikipedia for Avril Lavigne replacement conspiracy theory. She was replaced by someone named Melissa. <laughs> Melissa Vandella. <laughs> Melissa. Melissa. <laughs> Wait. There's a, I'm sorry, there's a Wikipedia for Avril Lavigne replacement conspiracy theory? Yeah, yeah. What? Wait, but like... I think the reason that there's a Wikipedia for it is because conspiracy people are crazy, number one. But number two, she's been asked about it before. So there's actual like press, there's like reported stuff about this where she is speaking on the matter. And one of their big citations here is what must have been an extremely viral BuzzFeed post from 2015. Uh-huh, Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They allege she died in a snowboarding accident. It's exactly the same. It's Paul McCartney for the millennial generation. The creator of the same Brazilian blog that originated the Avril Morta conspiracy has apologized and changed the whole blog post to state that Avril has never died and that the blog <laughs> was a way of showing how conspiracy theories may seem true. Okay. Mm-hmm. 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 Anyways, this is Melissa. I'm just thinking we're getting actions that it's like only Melissa would do this, right? Yeah. I think people are obsessed with, because I don't, I don't know. There was a time when I was like, okay, when Avril Lavigne would release new music in like the 2010s, and you're like, you would give okay, it a I'll shot, give this a shot, you and would it'd be say, fine. okay, this is fine. And I understand like nostalgia's back. People like seeing these sorts of like, oh, Avril Lavigne's doing a little, doing a show here, and she's gonna play like Let Go. I get that, but like Avril Lavigne is a fixture in pop culture now and i find that so weird because no one really listens to her music in a public way it's weird and because she was gone and then she came back and everybody was like yay avril in a kind of almost britney spears way different than britney spears but almost in like a there was something a little bit off about her oh my god sorry i'm not implying she was replaced she was not replaced but there was something like fame kind of fucked me up and now i'm a little weird yeah Uh, i just i don't know She's famous again for what she represents, not what she's currently doing, you know? It's like, oh, it's the 90s are back. The 2000s are back. Like, she represents a moment in culture, not necessarily her current self. No, not at all. And she'll put out music, and it'll chart even, and it's fine. But it's not the same Avril because we don't – there's no, like – she hasn't had a significant comeback and has not engineered. No one has helped her engineer yes. that. And I don't think will. So. In in the same way that like early 2000s fashion is still sort of back, when you see photos and headlines about Avril Lavigne kissing Tyga in Paris, <laughs> what I think people are really gagged by is it's like the concept of the year 2001 is dating someone who's like much more <laughs> contemporary at this culturally relevant thing. Sure, but that's what Maud Sun was too for her. So it is weird that she like is she left Maud Sun for like someone who I would argue Tyga's less relevant than Maud Sun. Sorry. Probably. He's probably less relevant, but I think Tyga's more famous. Yeah, it's true. I think that without Kardashian stuff, they're probably equally equally relevant. The the connections back are very not like uncanny weird, but just like uncomfortable like almost 
the Kardashians kind of still being in the center of a lot of culture is so funny, even though they're not even present in this. Ice they're, Spice they're, was just in her living room. <laughs> right. But I'm just saying, even though this in Tyga and Avril on the surface level, no Kardashians there, no Kardashians involved. But then you kind of do a little bit of like kind of these two are connected in a weird way and it's through the lens of Kardashian. It's like yeah. she dated Brony Jenner for a long time. Brony Jenner's half sibling is Kylie, Kylie Jenner. Jenner. Kylie Jenner dated Tyga for a long time. Like it all kind of connects back together in a way that is vaguely uncomfortable, but I think it's because you realize that the Kardashians are still so much a part of our culture and kind of the undercurrent of our culture. You know, they kind of dictate our culture still. We, I think, retweeted this chart made by Todd Needle, who's a hooligan, who, like, connected the Tyga, Avril Levine like, outer circle and inner circle and to see, uh -huh. like, how their relationships are all, like, combined. And, like, I look at this right. and I'm like, wow, this is really fascinating. But at the same time, this is this is the world she lives in. So, of course, these are the people that she's dating. That's, like, my second point. My first thing when I look at it is, like, whoa, this is crazy. But then when you think about it for two more seconds, you're like, well... If this is her space, of course she's going to find people to date within her space. I know a lot of people go outside their space, but, like, if anything, it just speaks to, like, how close-knit and insular these celebrity communities are. Yeah. The other thing is that I don't know what I was listening to. It was probably – I'm not even going to say the name of the podcast, but it was probably You Can Guess. And someone made, like, kind of a snide reference to, like, the dismissing the relevancy of the Kardashians. And I was like – you know what, leave it to straight people to say that because like I get that maybe you don't watch that anymore and I get that they're kind of past their peak, but it's moments like this where you remember that they're still interconnected in the celebrity landscape, I mean, it is even in ways that can't be measured by like Nielsen, you know. Well, <laughs> Nielsen, but it is also just fascinating to me. I'm not, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling negative or positive about. It. I guess I'm feeling like kind of just, well, that's just the way it is that Kris Jenner kind of just laid the groundwork for culture for years to come mm -hmm. in such a significant way. Like it is really yeah. just this family has their fingers in every pot, and it doesn't. They don't even have to be present or even like, because I was reading something where like. <laughs> this is so silly, but um, because Kylie Jenner is like kind of a millennial celebrity, people mm -hmm. who are younger see her and they just like can't, they don't relate oh, because to her. of her face. They say she yeah. has millennial face. Yes. Yeah. Even and though I'm she's like, okay, interesting. Yeah. But that, whether that's really true or not, that could just be like kind of a trend, whatever. That is to me kind of indicative of just the whole conversation about like the idea that these people though themselves physically are not relevant anymore maybe maybe like gen z looks at chloe kardashian and they're like you know what not for me i don't really need to wear the jeans mm -hmm. i don't really like the vibe the attitude i don't really care about anyone she's dating or any of her drama but the the kind of aftershock of them is still in the culture yeah yes kylie jenner kissing bad bunny i mean staying Ky kendall, relevant. kendall sorry kendall kendall, kendall jenner <laughs> staying relevant anyway you know staying that's relevant. what we keep her yeah, but that's I think that that's so true. Yeah. But yeah. like on paper, I look at Avril Lavigne kissing Tyga and I'm just like it in a way it just makes sense to me. It's just like, okay, <laughs> like I don't find that weird. Like I find I don't yeah. find it weird. The weird thing is the way that she, is the way that Modson didn't know that she ended their engagement until someone from Page Six called them. <laughs> you know, like that's the funny part. That's the weird part. It about just it. gives really messy. It just gi it just gives her, real Avril Lavigne messy, messy. It just gives messy, mm -hmm. right? She, yeah, she seems like an agent of chaos, which is kind of I think punk. 
She wants us to. <gasps> she wants us to see her as chaos. Are you? You know what I mean? Calling her a fucking punk? Are you saying after all this time she's finally a punk? They said she wasn't a punk back then. Are you saying now she's a punk? What's her classic interview? This I have to play it. She's like, I'm. I'm a punk. Here it is. It's just punk. <laughs> Uh, if you, if you want to know what I think that I am, I think that I'm just a rock chick. And I like to rock out. I like to throw shit around. I like to go nuts. I like to lose myself on stage. I like to scream. I like to holler. I like to break things. I like to yell. I like to get my anger out. And you know what? Everyone has their own opinion on everybody. So true, Bestie. <laughs> Everyone has their own opinion on everybody. Sorry, she's, she's a rock chick, not a punk chick. This is the first time she's... Wow, finally. I like to rock out. A rock chick move is to dump your fiancé and start dating Tyga. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I'd never heard of this guy. Did you? Did Timmy put this in here next to her? If you if you zoom out, because they were all at Paris Fashion Week together, and so like all these photos of them kissing are at Paris Fashion Week events. And I'd only seen the photos of them kissing and the photos of them sitting next to each other and being handsy in the front row of this fashion show. But I hadn't seen the <laughs> zoomed out images, like the uncropped images where you see who they're sitting next to. And they're sitting next to someone who is dressed as though they are lying down on a bed, but it's <laughs> vertical. So they're like I hair is sort Paris of like stuck to the pillow. Oh, it's Tommy it, Cash. Yeah, it's yeah, Tommy yeah. Cash. I'd never heard of That's him, but he's a so famous funny. Estonian rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. That's so funny. So it just looks like uh, it's like it's supposed to be like a something that a, a, it uh it challenges you. It challenges you. Yeah, it really makes me think. Put it in the Whitney, you know. Rebel Wilson got banned for 30 days from Disneyland for taking a picture inside a quote-unquote secret bathroom. Uh, um she is literally the worst cop. <laughs> <laughs> crunch crunch the, but you know this is also propaganda too she's such a this is so it's disney propaganda i can't stand her i can't stand her someone called in on the patreon and we talked about it there at length but the the theory that this person had was that the reason that rebel and her fiance did this big engagement to the point that they like had this private area to take the photo and that it had the blessing of Bob Iger. She tagged him in the Instagram is because a, she is a loud and proud lifelong Disney fan, which we'll get into a second, but also because she's a, a cop. She's in the CIA sure and is. she also does propaganda for Disney because Disney got all this bad press via this is the, fascinating uh, be the, the don't say gay stuff. And so Disney was trying to make their Magic Kingdom look like a place that was hospitable to gay people. Rebel, it would be great if you proposed at Disneyland. And so reframing it as Disney propaganda was very enlightening to me. And I was like, that makes mm -hmm. a lot of sense. Also, giving it a quirky story. Oops, I got caught and I'm banned for Disney, from makes Disney for taking a photo. It's so obvious to me that that is them. That's Disney. Yeah, you got it. You got it's it. It's Disney. And right. so something I didn't know, we got a couple calls about this, but like, because she was in the secret bathroom at like their secret like Club 33 or something, or one of the secret spaces that's only meant for people who, you have to pay some crazy initiation fee that's tens of thousands of dollars. And then there's an annual fee that's over $10,000. So like you have to spend a lot of money 
to be part of this exclusive members only Disney club. And Rebel mm-hmm. does spend that money and she talks about spending that money and she's obsessed with this club and she has been for a very long time. Like this predates any of this of her coming out as queer or anything. But I remember when she sued remember when she sued Bauer Media years oh, ago big, yeah, and she won. And the lawsuit yeah. was over lies that she claimed they had printed and proved that they printed that were about like framing her as someone who lies about her age and lies about her background. They were framing, it was like all, it was kind of semantics issue as a lot of this stuff is where it's like, no, you called me a liar, but I wasn't lying. And also because of that, I lost wages. I lost money. My reputation was tarnished. I missed out on all these roles. We talked about it at the time and she won. During that trial, this exchange happened that I have never read until someone called about it. And Lindsay, I want you to be the lawyer. Schaff is their last name. I'll be Rebel Wilson. This is a transcript from the trial that I didn't know about. Okay. Okay. Are you going to do an Australian accent or what? I'll try. Okay. Will you? No. So as you <laughs> so as you sit, is it? This is in Australia. So they both, you're saying they both have Australian accents? Yeah, happened in Australia, yeah. So as you sit here today, you don't really believe that you're related by marriage to Mr. Disney at all, do you? Yes, I definitely believe I am. So none yes. of us are doing <laughs> Yes. I'm not doing that. No, yes, I definitely believe I am. You accept that you had that belief as a child because your Nana told you. Yes, from as early as I can remember. But you know that your story doesn't add up, don't you? No, I don't. My Nana had a family tree done. I believe the purpose of why she did it was to see whether us, as her grandchildren, could be entitled to any royalties from the Disney family. And this (laughs) is before the internet. This wasn't some story I concocted when I became an actress in 1999. This was a story I knew about from five years of age. And you surely have asked about this family connection when you've been over in Disneyland. Yes, as recently as last month, I was there with the general manager and we were openly talking about it. And you know that there's no evidence of any connection between you and Mr. Walt Disney, don't you? No, as far as I'm concerned, I am a distant, it is a distant relationship, but it is something I'm proud of. And uh, what evidence do you point to, Ms. Wilson? I was just always told by my Nana that this was the case. <laughs> so, she's convinced that she's Walt Disney. So she's Disney's convinced she's related to Walt Disney. <laughs> distant relative by marriage, because her Nana told her a lot. This goes so much deeper than we could have imagined. One of the weirdest people in entertainment, I would say, in in the world of English-speaking entertainment, Rebel Wilson, somehow gets weirder, but at the same time, she's also in the CIA. So, like, (laughs) allegedly. She's seemingly in the CIA. I don't want to get sued by Rebel Wilson. She's seemingly in the CIA. (laughs) She's seemingly engaging in a lot of, like, backdoor, like, propaganda work for a lot of bad companies and entities. If she's out here suing people for saying seemingly, and she's seemingly saying I'm seemingly in related to the to Mr. Disney because my grandmother told me once maybe that we're related, like, everyone's throwing around a lot of lies. You know, everyone's throwing around a lot of actuallys, a lot of seemingly's, a lot of maybes, a lot of that. Right? Yes. And I don't want to get sued by Rebel Wilson, so I'm going to say she's seemingly in the CIA, but, like, has anyone else ever been more seemingly in the CIA? <laughs> I mean, it's just, there's something so sus, so deeply uncomfortable, so dark about this woman. I'm sorry. And it's been this way for a long time. No. Okay. Homeland Reboot starring Rebel Wilson, you know? <laughs> I mean, I would. that would be, though, that would be casting. That I would believe. Did you see also, the other thing that I thought was so gross was she, she came, she was on Watch What Happens Live or something. It was Watch What Happens Live. And she told a story about how she had a 
run in, run in, run in. She met the prince and Meghan Markle. She met Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. And she said Prince, prince Harry was nice, but Meghan Markle was cold. And then you find out she said she, like, asked them where their kids were, who was taking care of their kids. That's why it's like, why do you think she was cold? Because <laughs> you ask, like, the rudest question ever. <laughs> well, who's taking care of your kids? If you're here, where are your kids? Meghan Markle's like, I spot a cop. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Meghan's I'm like, talking to you. Get, get that cop Australian away from me. Oh, Harry was warm and friendly? Yeah, because Harry's a dumbass. <laughs> Sorry. Harry was nice to you because he's a grinning idiot. Megan's got the cop radar that you can buy for your car. No one has that anymore. People used to have those radar, the radar in your car. You'd, you'd get someone, someone's yeah. mom would just have that weird box. It would like tell you where cops were. I always wanted one, but uh, I never speed. <laughs> so it also, seemed no. <laughs> but also no one, they don't, uh, they don't, no one has them anymore. You don't see those anymore. What happened to that technology? Okay. Well, I think that technology was replaced by Waze. Well, and Waze uh, says like, oh, well, it's there's a copper over there or whatever. A copper. But the, but also it's uh, uh, speeding cameras really, knowing where those are. Okay, sorry, just wondering. We can be done now. We can be done. Anyway, Rebel Wilson is seemingly in the CIA. <laughs> um, let's play some really rapid fire calls. You want to skip Cloris Leachman's granddaughter as a, as a DJ? I do want to skip Cloris Leachman's granddaughter, who is a DJ, because what are we supposed to say? She's the granddaughter of Cloris Leachman, and she's a DJ. She's Cloris Leachman's granddaughter, and she's a DJ. Mm -hmm. Did you know that Cloris Leachman's granddaughter is a DJ? Cloris Leachman's granddaughter, named Annabelle England, is a DJ. Yeah. I found that out because someone called about it. Yeah. Hey, Who Weekly. Um, I am currently listening to the Daisy Jones and the Six audiobook. And also watching Poker Face, um, as one does. And I'm wondering if Benjamin Bratt is a who or a them. Um, I also imagine that you have talked about this before, and I just don't don't remember. <laughs> so uh, let me know. Um, would love would love to get that that uh, ranking settled. Um, all right. Crunch, crunch, grunch, grunch, uh, promising young, promising young woman, woman. Bye. Benjamin Bratt. <laughs> Who are them? Okay. One, two, three. Who? Who? He had his them ascendance, but it didn't stick. It didn't That's stick. That's my opinion. It's true. It didn't Julia stick. Roberts Association really had a moment, and then, and he was in a lot of stuff. He was great in uh, Miss Congeniality, but then it didn't stick. He is the the you of you think I'm gorgeous, you want to date me, which is the weirdest. I mean, that was like the last gasp of moving of movies having like quotable lines. <laughs> Doesn't really happen anymore. What are you talking about? Didn't Austin Powers come out after that? <laughs> um, Austin Powers came out before that, but it oh. just I I think of that as like the last generation of movies that had like. Lines people quoted. That stopped happening in like 2008. What about there's no women in balloons or whatever? Well, that's a trailer and that's that's okay. more of a meme. It was in the movie. <laughs> we transitioned to memes and not like quotes. Is there something to that? I think you're like not right, but I also think you're not wrong <laughs> about... <laughs> I also think you're not wrong about the idea that something that became a quotable for like 
a mass or mass audience became a fast meme, like a Megan. You know, like things things are being quoted, but they're being quoted faster and they're not being really quoted in person. They're kind of being quoted on Twitter. We still mm-hmm. definitely have movie quotes, but they're not it's not the it's not um do I make you horny, baby. I would say I'm it's just, not do I make you horny. It's not like I love lamp from a movie that I can't stand, but people love <laughs> saying I love lamp. Milk was a bad choice. Uh, you know? Right, and it's like that movie like could not barely could tell you what happened in Anchorman, but I'm like I love lamp. I know that's mm-hmm. from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not enough people see the same movie. What's the movie that every I'm sorry, if you think about these movies that everyone saw. Everyone saw Avatar. You what actually know quoting? what's quotable? Wakanda Forever. That's I know that's not like a quote, but saying it in that way, that's Wakanda quotable. Wakanda Forever, yeah. There's probably some Marvel stuff that I'm missing. What did people say after they saw the whale? What was the quotable? I can't even remember. Everyone was saying it. They said all of Sadie Sink's slurs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, don't say Sadie Sink's slurs. That's like she sells seashells by the seashore, the but seashore, like for yeah. our modern age, Sadie Sink's slurs. I still haven't seen the whale. Sadie Sink says slurs by the seashore. <laughs> Say that ten times fast. I haven't even seen that movie, but I'm a f- I have. acutely Don't aware of the fact it. that Sadie Sink says a lot of slurs. Yeah, well, you know, you know, it, there's other things worse than that movie. Hate to say it. <laughs> Hate to say it. <laughs> I won't have seen it by the Oscars. Sad. That's unusual Is for it? you. I know. Yeah. Well, I've watched all the Best Picture nominees, but I'm I'm missing some like. Oh, it wasn't living. nominated for Best Picture. Oh, then that's mm-hmm. fine. That's fine. Fine. Hey, Who Weekly. I just wanted to call because um, the new show for Daisy Jones and the Six just came out last night. And there's some uh, kind of a wild assortment of who's. So I was just wondering if you could rank um, the cast from Who to Them. Um, you know, we have Riley Keough, uh, Nepo Baby, two of stars. We have Sam Claffin, Suki Waterhouse, uh, Camilla Marone, you know, very famously dated Leo. Um, so yeah, I'd just like you to do a who to them breakdown of Daisy Jones and the Six Pack. Crunch, crunch. Daisy Jones and the Six, the new Amazon Prime show, this is not an ad, stars Riley Keough, Elvis's granddaughter, Sam Claflin of... Guy. Isn't he, isn't he known from Hunger Games? I know him because he's in one of my favorite movies, Their Finest. I knew that was coming. Hunger Games is the main thing. And Camilla Marone, best known as, sorry, Al Pacino's stepdaughter and Leonardo DiCaprio's ex, right? Did you know Sam Claflin has a kid whose name is Pip? <laughs> Get out of here with that. Pip? Pip Get or out Kip? of here. Pip. Pip. Pip? Pip. Oh. Pip. I mean, he's British. That's the most British thing you could do is name your kid Pip Claflin. Okay, go ahead. And then Suki Waterhouse, who is... Mm. My Best favorite. known for being Father John Misty's opening act. She's a singer. She's an iconic singer. For being Robert Pattinson's girlfriend and actress She's and mother. Did you see her tweet mm-hmm. where she was like, I'm mother? <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> She's so funny. I'm She's good at her. Twitter. Yeah, it's funny. She's good at social She's good at social media. She's good at Always like... Always has been. Having a laugh. She's funny in this show, too. You can She's use like her with the Sienna Christine. Miller, which I found funny. Me, too. She's the Christine... Um, She's Christine in this yeah. movie. And Riley Keough is the... Um, Stevie Nicks. Okay, rank them from who to them. Riley Keough, Sam Claflin, Camilla Marone. This is hard. This is hard. This is hard. I think Camilla Marone is at the bottom, right? She's who? Who is? You think so? But she's best known for being 
a famous girlfriend. I don't mean to to minimize her, but I think that's her best known for. That's her known for being Leo's longtime GF. Yeah, that's you true. said she's great she's, in the show, but I, I think so, that that's yeah, she's good, she's so pretty. Um, and I gotta say, so sorry, I'm still thinking about Sookie and how smart she is for like landing a show about music where they're releasing songs where they're singing on them and also having an album on the side. She's like at the same, she's doing like the one smart thing where you like help yeah. your music career and your film career or your TV, yeah. whatever your acting career. That's smart. Okay, so you would say Camila's at the bottom. Sure, yeah, I would agree. Then I would say Sookie <sighs> and tough. Sam to me are the same level. Kind Pick of. one though. Maybe Sam's a little bit higher or something because I don't know. Because of Hunger um, Games. I'm a what's Sookie's franchise? What's, what's Sookie's franchise? I don't you know, know. I think but that Sookie that's fair. is Sookie is like dating one of the hottest men in Hollywood though, when everyone knows. It. Yeah. And she was there when he made that weird pasta. She was there. She was in the apartment. She was in the other room making like TikToks. Yeah. I I think that Sam's. I want to put him above because I want to think yeah. her. I want I want to keep her as more of a fan favorite you know yeah. I, this is selfish i want to have her i want her to be a niche legend i want her to be able to tweet things like i'm mother mothering or whatever and not have yeah. to like you know have it written up by nylon magazine or whatever but what's fun is that all of these people are who's and i think even top of the list riley keogh is still a who she's just the you think themiest so? who. yeah you think she's a who i think so interesting even despite like how trendy her grandfather is right now and how sad mm-hmm. it is that her mother died and that got huge, you know, international news, like, attention. I don't, I think that Riley Keough lays low. Lay low Keough, you know? Well, she, she very much, that's kind of why she's a success because she's talented and she lays low. It's just so weird to me and, like, kind of blows my mind every time I think about it that one of the, like, hottest up-and-coming stars. Yeah. It people it girlies in uh-huh. our society right now uh-huh. is literally elvis's, elvis's granddaughter, granddaughter. Yeah, that's so true. weird yeah, <laughs> it's really weird. weird yeah and not only is it weird it's taken her a while to get here too like yeah. people have been pushing this woman for a long 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 time and i think rightfully i think she's great i think but i think that's part of it where it's like she's so much better than anyone ever expected nor does she nor that she deserves to be that's why it's almost even more shocking mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like she's really a good actor and i think mm-hmm. she really had to it's one of those things where the nepotism works for her but then like two times against her where mm-hmm. i if you told me that i'd be like i kind of understand that because it's like I'm not casting Elvis's granddaughter, you yeah. know, like, come this on. This woman who literally looks like Elvis. <laughs> I mean, she, <laughs> like, she doesn't even not look like her family, you know, does. like, she looks yeah. like the Presleys. Wait, I want to, really um, I want to clarify the Sookie Water suite that I was referring to. Um, do- at Dose of Sookie uh, tweeted uh-huh. pictures of her and said, Sookie Waterhouse mothered PhD in mothering, grandmaster in motherism. And she retweeted that nonsense tweet and said, not now, honey, mother's matriarching. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just She's so weird. Dose of Sookie is so funny. Shout out to Dose of Sookie. Your daily um, dose of Sookie Waterhouse, my our queen. We're finished. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There. Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Um, support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes, a Discord server, newsletter every month, fingers crossed. 
among other things. You can also get the audio only in the Apple Podcasts app. Just click subscribe. And thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our Rita theme song on Tuesday. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant for researching and editorializing. And we'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Oh my God. See you on Tuesday. Enjoy the Oscars. Bye. See ya. Bye. Hey. Fans of the singer. Fans of the singer for 2000. Hooligans. Bruno Mars. Yo. I just, I just saw Titanic in 3D. And I don't think I've ever cried so hard in my whole life. <laughs> Anyway, could you rate, rank <laughs> Rose's dresses, her outfits in the movie from who to them? Crunch, crunch. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, and Timmy. Um, you absolutely don't have to play this call, but I needed to tell you that um, I am a teacher, I'm a special education teacher, and I share a classroom with another special education teacher. And I was sitting here doing some work and listening to her give a spelling test. Um, the spelling test contains all nonsense words, so they're just fake words, but um, it still shows, like, if the student is learning the um, skills that they need to be learning. And one of the words that the students had to spell was grunch. I stopped in my tracks and could not finish working um, until I gave you a call about this. So Who Weekly meets Resource Room. Love that collab. Um, one of everything really good, Grunch Grunch. Bye. Hi there. That's it. Thank you. Sorry, Lindsay, Bobby, I'm finishing up my order at King's. Just a second. It's important to the to call. Thank you. Have a good day. Okay, hi. Sorry again, y'all. Okay, um, I'm at King's drive-thru, and Lauren Elena from Runner Up American Idol is just looking into my window with some kind of secret sauce competition. I'm just wondering what's going on. I'm not going to Google it. Looks like also Snoop Dogg might be involved, but Snoop Dogg is them. Lauren, Elena, Laura, who? Um, oh, my chicken's here. Okay, thanks. Uh, crunch, crunch. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Calling not with a question, but with a prediction. Dunkin' Donuts is going to collab with Ice Spice. There's too much munch overlap. Yesterday, I saw one of the munchkin boxes literally just says, munch, 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 munch. It is, it's too good to be true. Um, when that happens, I get bragging rights. And so you guys, I guess. I don't know. Everyone, everyone gets bragging rights and munchkins. All right. Uh, good for him, Bella Thorne. I don't want the words.